as you change the way that you relate to the things that are holding you back, and you rise up to be the person that you truly want to be, your life will transform. This is your time. Stop putting off the life that you want to have. It is so easy to say, I am going to do this tomorrow. Hello, and welcome to The Connection. This podcast is about understanding and building the connection we have with others and with ourselves. I hope that through this podcast, you will learn to have more joy and fulfillment in your life. I'm your host, Jared Hurst, and here we are, episode number two. I am really excited to talk to you today, and I'll tell you why. It's different from last week. Last week, it was excitement about doing my first episode. This week, I'm excited because I have an opportunity to grow and develop my skills as a podcaster. And it's the reason I bring that up is it's really closely related to what I want to talk about today. I am feeling this joy, this energy, this enthusiasm in my life. And I'll tell you why I believe that is. When we start to face the self-imposed limits that we put on ourselves, that is when our life lights up. There are so many times that we are holding ourselves back from the life that we truly want to live. And it's when we start to face that, that we get the energy and enthusiasm and the passion that we feel like we've been missing from our lives. And that's what I feel like I'm experiencing right now. There is a question that came into my mind a few months ago, and I feel like it's one of the pivotal questions of my life. And that question is, what is holding me back? So a few months ago, I was looking at my life, and I've had so much growth and change in my life over the last two years. I've had a lot of change over the last six, but in particular, in the last two years, I have just had an incredible amount of growth and change in my life. You know, I've learned how to, to work with my emotions instead of being a victim to whatever happens in my life and whatever my circumstances are. It is very often that my life was just always in flux. It was this constant emotional roller coaster. And now I've learned how to enjoy that ride in a different way. I've learned how to change the way that I view myself I've learned to love myself more. I've learned to be more assertive. I've learned to be more confident. I've learned how to step into powerful sides of myself that I didn't even know that I had. I've just had all this internal growth. But I looked at my life and I said, this is not what I want. Like, yes, I am, I am doing things that are important. I'm changing the way that I relate to myself, which is a key foundational piece to having the life that I want. So no regrets about all the changes that I've made. And I think those changes were necessary. But when I look at what I want my life to be, 
I want, I have grand things that I really want to do. And I have grand things not because I really want lots of attention or because I want lots of money. Money isn't really important to me. Like I like having money to where I can take care of the things that I want in life, but it's not, it's not a big motivator for me. But what is a big motivator for me is wanting to help people and wanting to help people that are struggling, especially with things that I can relate to. I want to be somebody where I'm standing on stage talking to tens of thousands, if not millions of people, if I could. I want to be talking to people about their lives and understanding what's going through and helping them through those processes and helping them to understand how they can break free from the things that are holding them back, how they can have the life that they desire. I, I want to be able to write books and I want to make audio programs and I want to do podcasts and I wanted to do all these things, but I wasn't doing them. And that was really frustrating for me. And so I started asking myself, well, why? And the question that came to my mind that was a pivotal question in my life is what is holding me back? When I start looking at my life, what is keeping me from getting to that point? And there's a couple of things that came into my mind. There was definitely plenty of external things. Being able to get better at my speaking skills, being able to increase my knowledge, being able to be better at marketing, being able to be better at making social media content in order to get views and likes. Basically, I, I need to improve my skill set that allows me to reach people and my ability to impact and affect people. Because it doesn't matter how good my, my message is. It doesn't matter how good the knowledge is that I have. If I can't relay it to people in a way that gets their attention and in a way that affects them to where they actually can see how those tools are going to change their lives, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good my knowledge is if I can't actually relay it properly. And so plenty of external things like that came to my mind. But the reality is, is there's something deeper in my life. There is something deeper than just those external things. And when I started looking at it, it was things like fear. Fear of pain, fear of failure, fear of rejection, and, and frankly, wanting to feel comfortable. When I talk about fear, like fear of pain, what I mean by fear of pain is I was worried about the pain that I would feel internally. The way that I would use rejection from other people the way I would use failure to reinforce my negative self-image. That's really what it comes down to. A lot of the times we use failure and rejection as a way to reinforce the negative images we have about ourselves. So we self-inflict a lot of that pain. 
But it also comes down to as people, as human beings, we want to be connected to other people. We want to have love. We want to have camaraderie. And we worry about how other people are going to view us. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But those are the things that were holding me back. And, and when I talk about being uncomfortable, so in my life, I am Jared, the person that likes comfortable things. I don't like change. I remember being, I think I was 16 years old, and I was coming down the hallway in my house and I opened up the bathroom door and my mom was in there and she was dyeing her hair. And it was this traumatic experience for me because my mom was changing and I didn't know how to deal with it. And then you look at my life, I'm the one with the polyester pajama bottoms and the Sherpa lined fleece hoodies and the minky blankets and you know I've always loved comfortable things and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but what I realized is my desire for comfort wasn't just about physical things comfort was something that was holding me back it was this anchor around my neck because I avoided anything that made me uncomfortable really hard work Worrying about rejection, worrying about being judged by other people, worrying about failure, all these different things. I was so scared of, of those uncomfortable, unpleasant feelings that I didn't push myself towards the things that I really wanted to have in life. I don't think I'm alone with that. I think there's a lot of people that uh, if you look at us as, as human beings, we... We run towards pleasure and away from pain. I think that's, that's pretty universal for the most part. I think most people, what we do is when we ask ourselves, what is holding us back? What is keeping us from the life that we want? We blame all these external things. I don't have the right strategy. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the money. I don't have the looks. Whatever it might be. But it's not a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. That is a quote from Tony Robbins. I love that quote. He always says, it's not a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. And my analytical mind looks at that and says, well, why aren't we being resourceful? And I believe it's because of fear. I could go get the knowledge, I could go get the speaking skills, I could go make the podcast. I could go do all the things that I wanted to do in my life if I really wanted to do it, but I was letting fear hold me back. I could have been resourceful, but I wasn't being because of my relationship with fear. And so I looked at it and I said, the only way I am going to have the life that I want is if I change my relationship with fear, resistance, failure, and rejection. As long as I continue to have the relationship I currently have with those emotions, 
they are going to continue to put brakes on the acceleration of my life. I'm going to find myself procrastinating. I'm going to find myself not taking action or feeling distracted by something because my subconscious mind is trying to keep me safe. And that's really what it comes down to because what do people deal with? What are the things that most people internally are dealing with that are holding them back? It's fear, perfectionism, resistance, failure, procrastination, being uncomfortable, all those things. And it's all about wanting to be safe. As, as humans, our bodies, our minds are all about survival. We want to connect with people, it helps us survive. We don't want to offend people, that would keep us from being safe. We don't want to do things that could ostracize us from our support group. It's, it's all about survival and safety and fear and everything like that. I mean, if you're trying to overly simplify everything. So I feel like there's some really good methods to help you figure out what are the things that are holding you back? Like when you first think about that question and you ask yourself, what is holding me back from the life that I want? You'll probably think of all those external things, resources, knowledge, money, fame, whatever it is that you, and, and there's probably truth to that. I'm not saying that those aren't important. Those are things that you need to learn how to get the resources that you need in order to build the life that you want to have. But first, you need to address all the internal things. So how do we find those? There is an important lesson that I believe everyone needs to learn. And that is the pattern of your life will continue until you learn the lesson you are meant to learn. Until you start making changes, you will continue getting the same results. Your patterns will be your life until you change. Did you hear that? The patterns of your life will continue to repeat until you change. If you start looking at your life, you can see them. My pattern was, the, was my, in my marriage. Both of my relationships ended for the same reason. When you look at them and simplify them, it was the same issue. And the solution was my relationship with myself. I could have saved my relationships. I could still be in those marriages if I wanted to. If I had had a better relationship with myself. If I had loved myself more. If I had respected myself more. I could still be there. And there are people that I love and miss so much. And I regret hurting those people. I wish that I could have done something different. I wish that I would have understood the things that were holding me back earlier in my life. But then when I look at my life, it's like, 
I would not have changed. I would not be the person I am today if I wouldn't have gone through those difficult situations. In some ways, I had to have incredible pain in order to get me to reach a breaking point where I said, I will no longer be this person. I can no longer have my life be this. I have to make a difference. I have to change it. I have to step up. And so I started looking at my patterns and I said, all right, what are my patterns? And you can do the same thing because I promise you will, if you start thinking about it, you will come up with those. And if you can't think of any patterns, talk to people around you. They're great resources. Another way that you can find the things that are holding you back is embodiment and action. What I mean by this is if you start taking action, trying to live the life that you want to live, you will start to find blocks right away. Every time I started trying to outline the things I was going to do, I found myself doing everything but the thing that I was supposed to be doing. All of a sudden, all the things that I'd been putting off in my life, I found time for them. It's because I was trading one fear for a lesser fear. And so I started feeling resistance and I started procrastinating and it was really obvious that was something that I had was a fear. And it's like, then I just started asking myself, well, why am I feeling this fear? What is it that I'm worried about? And the answer started coming. Failure, rejection, etc. So go start taking action. That will be a great way to do it. Another way, I love this method. So I was at a retreat with Henry Amar. If you're not familiar with Henry Amar, go check out his podcast. He's amazing. He has an incredible course to help you transform your life. He's, he's great with fears. And I was at this three-day retreat with him. And during that retreat, we did this process where we would get up and we had a whiteboard next to us and we were talking to somebody else. And we started talking to that person and telling them everything about the, the life that we wanted to create. And then as we did that, anytime we felt any type of a little emotional nudge of resistance or fear or some other important thing, we'd write it down on the board. And, and in essence, what you're doing is you're accessing your subconscious mind. Because when you start doing things and then you just act on instinct, you act on that intuition, that's that inner voice telling you what's going on, what it's feeling, what it's experiencing. So that's a great way to help you figure out what is going to hold you back. If you, if you can't take all the action, go start envisioning yourself doing all the things and see where you feel resistance, see where you feel fear, etc. And you'll you'll figure out pretty quick what it is that's holding you back in that. So how do you change things? How do you change these these blocks? When I ask the question to you, I say, who are you and what are you capable of? Do you have an answer? You probably do. If you don't, that's okay. But start asking yourself, who am I and what am I capable of? 
And that is your beliefs and your identity. And your beliefs and your identity are a major thing holding you back. Because we will act in accordance with our beliefs and our identity. We think in accordance with our beliefs and our identity. We reject things that aren't in alignment with our belief and our identity. It's like I was talking on the first episode where somebody would give you a compliment and you blow it off. You blow off the compliments that aren't part of your belief and your identity. And when you get a compliment that is in alignment with what you believe and how you identify yourself, you accept it. So how do you go to change your identity and your beliefs? Well, there's two methods. One is repetition. Our mind does not change easily, but it will change. And the more you think a certain way, the more you identify a certain way, the more it will happen. In my first episode, I talked about my attractiveness level, and I talked about how I looked in the mirror. Every time I looked in the mirror, I saw the things about me that I thought were attractive. And over time, my identity was that I found myself attractive. In fact, I found that my body started to change with it. The more I believed I was attractive, the more I started doing things in my life. The more I started going to the gym, the more I started eating healthy. And I started finding more and more things that I liked about myself, more and more things that I thought were attractive. So your identity can change through repetition. The other thing is embodiment. What you can do is you can go into an emotional state from one area of your life and use that emotional state in this other area of your life. I'll give you an example. So when I first got into real estate, I didn't know anything. And there is a lot to know in real estate. But what I did know is I did know how to speak. I had been in debate in high school and college, and so I was comfortable with speaking in front of people. And when I was in that area of my life, I felt confident and I talked in a certain way. And so what I would do is when I would meet with somebody to try and work with them in, in real estate, I would go into that emotional state that I would have for speaking. And as soon as I did, I started feeling confident. I started acting a certain way. I started talking a certain way. Now, I know a lot of you aren't public speakers, but let's say you're a parent. You have a time when you're a parent, you just take charge. You're like, Timmy, go to your room. It's time for us to do this, It's etc. You have a confidence to yourself. You can take that confidence and then you can take it into another area of your life where you're not confident. There's plenty of different ways that you can use an emotional state from one area of your life to help you in another. And the great thing is, is the more you do it, you start forming a connection with that thing. And once you do it enough, it becomes your identity. You're creating connections to that new identity every time you do it. Every time you move past those fears and those resistances that are holding you back. The other thing you can do is you can reframe. And what that means is you change the relationship you have with your block. If you remember, I said I had to change the way that I looked at fear and failure and rejection. I started teaching myself that fear 
and challenge are opportunities to grow. Every time something hard came into my life, every time a difficult motion came into my life, it was like, I'm at the gym, they just loaded up the weights, this is my chance to grow into this. This is my chance to learn how to lift this load. And so I looked at it and said, how can I benefit from this? That doesn't mean you have to love difficult things. That doesn't mean if all of a sudden you get sick or you lose somebody important or something like that, that you have to love those experiences. But you can look at those and say, how can I grow from this? How can I develop? What can I learn? In fact, that's with failure. That's really what failure is about. Failure is about recognizing that failure is how we learn. If Thomas Edison had created the light bulb on the very first attempt and then tried to go change something about the light bulb, he wouldn't be able to change those things because he wouldn't understand why he was successful. He just created the light bulb on the first try. And it's like, well, I don't understand. It worked the first time. Why isn't it working when I try and make this change or why I try and make that change? But every time you fail, you learn why something doesn't work. And when you do succeed, you learn why it did work. And so then all of a sudden you understand why stuff works, why stuff doesn't work, and you can take that knowledge and you can implement it in other areas of your life. Failure is how we learn and how we grow. It makes us more successful, not less. The other thing is you can start looking at your life through the efforts you make instead of the results. And this is something that really helped me a lot. I can't control the results that I get. But I can control the efforts that I make. I can adapt those efforts. I can change the intensity of the efforts. I can do all these different things. But as long as I am making effort, and I am open to feedback, and I am adapting, eventually I am going to get a result that I am happy with. It may not be the exact result that I originally wanted, but I'm going to have something I'm going to be happy with because results come from efforts. They are the byproduct. They are the children of effort. You're not going to get results that aren't in alignment with the kind of efforts that you're making. So if you're getting the wrong results, look at your efforts and say, are the, res are the efforts am I making the kind of things that are gonna create the results that I want. And then go make those efforts and then celebrate those efforts. It doesn't have to be a big hurrah, but it can be just a tiny little mental pat on the back. I do this all the time. I just give myself these tiny little congratulations, like, good job, I'm really proud of you. And then all of a sudden, every time that you get into those situations where you feel fear, you feel resistance, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on the thing that I'm doing, the effort that I'm making. And that leads me into my other, my other little tip. I look at, when I run into fear, resistance, failure, that this is my chance to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. About a year, year and a half ago, I started taking ice baths. And the reason I take ice baths is not for all the health benefits, which there are plenty. But what I do is I use it as a way to help calm my mind. 
I get in there, my nervous system is completely dysregulated because I just jumped into something super cold, and I use that as an opportunity to help myself practice calming my mind. So that way, when something that hits me that's really stressful or really anxious, I know how to calm myself down. And it's like, well, if I can calm myself in an ice bath, and I can calm myself when I'm feeling stressed, why can't I calm myself when I'm feeling fear? When I'm stressing about failure or worried about rejection? And so what I do is when I start to feel those emotions, I'm like, yes, here they are. I calm myself down and I change the way that I look at it. And I say, you know what? This is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to change the way that I relate to this. This is my opportunity to have the life that I desire. I'm really glad that I'm feeling this fear and resistance. It shows me I'm on my right, I'm on the right path. All right, so I want to recap and kind of summarize everything. What we can do is we can look to find the things that are blocking us from the life that we want to have. Once we've figured out the external things, we want to figure out the internal things. We can figure out the internal blocks that we have by looking at our patterns and seeing where things show up for us time and time again. We can go and we can take action to create the life that we want to live. And then as we feel resistance, we can start to explore the things that are coming up internally as we try to take action. We can try and take action through a mental process of envisioning the life that we want to have or talking about the life that we want to have with somebody else and then exploring any emotional blocks that we feel come up as we try and go through that envisioning process. Then, once we understand the blocks that we have internally, we can start to change those things. We can look at our identity and our belief system, and we can ask, how is the way that I look at myself and the things that I believe that I'm capable of keeping me from the life that I want to have? How is my identity and my beliefs showing up in my fears and in my resistance? And then we can start trying to change that through creating a new identity. That new identity is created through repetition. And we can make that repetition easier by learning to take an emotional state from one area of our life and applying it to this new area of our life until we get more comfortable with that new identity. And we become more comfortable with that new belief system. We can also change the relationship we have with those blocks by learning to look at them in empowering, growth-minded ways. We can look at fear and challenge as opportunities to grow. We can look at failure as an opportunity to learn. We can learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it's really just about changing the way that you look at things so that they help you, so that they empower you, and doing that until it becomes part of who you are. You know, I have felt 
so alive since I started doing my podcast. And I felt great before that, don't get me wrong. But this is helping me so much. I have on my phone, on my computer, on my laptop, I have this image that I recently added. And it's this picture of a lion. And it's just staring, staring directly towards me. And I just look at its eyes. And every day that I go out and I change my relationship with fear. And I do the things that will help me create the life that I want to have. I see that lion looking back at me. And I'm like, that's right. I'm being the person that I want to be. I'm so proud of how I feel. And when there's moments that I'm not proud of how I'm acting, I turn on my phone and I see that image staring back at me and it motivates me. It's like, no, I'm not going to be this person anymore. This is my time to rise up and be the man that I want to be, to have the life that I want to have. And I'm not settling anymore for being less than what I truly want. And every time I correct my thinking, every time I take action and rise up and do the things that I truly want to do, I am changing my identity and I am changing my story. I hope you can see how these things can change your life. As you change the way that you relate to the things that are holding you back, and you rise up to be the person that you truly want to be, your life will transform. This is your time. Stop putting off the life that you want to have. It is so easy to say, I am going to do this tomorrow. And the reason that we keep finding ways to justify to do it tomorrow is because we have those little fears. We have those things in the background that are driving the way that we think. You have to start changing it. Don't wait till 10 years from now, 20 years from now, even six months from now, and look back and say, man, I wish I would have started changing my life then. This is your time. I hope that helps some of you. I hope you can see how you can start to change your life into the one that you truly desire. So I'll leave you until next week. Until then, don't give up. Keep trying. And remember, you are not alone.